Coming to you live from the Clamp Premier Regency Office Centre, it's the 10 Point Podcast. My name is Bruce, and welcome to the movie Police. Just released the 10 Point Podcast, though I really can't imagine why. Now I know some people found this podcast fun, but me, I'd rather spend 90 minutes having root canal work done. What's fun about a podcast full of ugly, slimy, mean-spirited, gloppy little monsters who run amok and attack innocent people? Our podcast listeners so desperate for entertainment that this is the trash that passes for fun. With me this week, whoever they are, they've got to respect the chain of command. First, all I have is a cross-eyed puppet called Chris. <laughs> oh, you caught him off there. Yes, not this one. A different cross-eyed puppet. And secondly, civilised, clearly not, fun, but in no sense civilised. It's Andy. I'll take that. That's the gremlin <laughs> that the smart one shoots on Ned yes. <laughs> We are the 10 Point Podcast. You can find this everywhere on the internet. Type in 10 Point Podcast. You will find our website, 10pointpodcast.com, and our various outlets, Amazon Music, Apple Music, and Spotify. Presumably, we have appeared in lots of people's Spotify wrapped of 2023, I imagine. My own podcast did not crack my top five. Uh, ah, <laughs> interestingly. What's that about? I have not listened enough back to us. Maybe if I'd started the pointies yeah. at this point, maybe it might have done, but unfortunately it was not. But let us know via Facebook, Twitter, YouTube videos, anywhere you can comment if we cracked your top five podcasts of 2023 because we know you're out there uh, we got a, a breakdown was it top 20 percent uh, videos or something that we got something yeah top 20 percent of people who make video podcasts or whatever it is on um on spotify for the year yeah, we're, we're that 20 percent. yeah take that we've always said to, we like spotify just so, you just um, need the money now from spotify give us some money yeah we need to we need to get a sponsorship over there contact us retire. 10pointpodcast.com, you can donate, you can email and contact us for sponsorship deals or anything keep, else. Keep us ad-free. Yes, keep us ad-free, very good. Or don't, I really want to read an ad copy. If you want to sponsor us and have an advert read re- <laughs> on the podcast, be in touch and I'll read out your advert. It's definitely not going to be me or Chris anyway. to get hired for that. It's definitely going to be you. <laughs> <laughs> Burger uh, King, YouTube. you know you want a Whopper. <laughs> I really like their most recent series of adverts prior to whatever they're doing for Christmas, where... It's all about, we know we always ram the whopper down your throat and you don't like yeah. it, so it's the Chicken Royale, the home of the Chicken Royale, <laughs> which I thought was very smart marketing. Uh, YouTube, you get video versions uh, like you can on Spotify, where you can see our silly backgrounds and the, the hours I spent trying to get a good background for this week's episode, and that's the clamp. best I can come up with. Lamps, right. What was our highlight of the week before we get on to point number one? Chris, what was your highlight of the last week? I should have started with Andy, but I said your name, Chris. Uh, I watched the... Uh... Oh, off of Andrew's recommendation, the Squid Game series. Mm-hmm. Me too. Hooks in, like, like there's it so is, many I... people that you just want eliminated, and then when you do, I was sitting there watching it at like two o'clock in the morning one night, and somebody <laughs> eliminated. I was like, yeah, come on. I could not do anything except watch episode two after watching episode one. I was like, I have to keep watching. Like, there's no way. Yep. Um, how deep is it? Then? Is it how many episodes are, are there in total? Well, to be? me and Chris got fucked by this one. Dispute. Right, okay. Right. Told you I've not watched them all for this way. So, uh... well, they, they obviously did two parts. So, they did like the first four, I think it was. And then think... it leaves. The last thing I watched was War. That was the last ah. thing I watched. So, no, there was four episodes. And then 
there was a weak gap. And I was like, ah, oh, because they, they just leave you a cliffhanger. Ah. Like, oh. mm-hmm. And then they release another four episodes and it gets like pretty much it's like, oh, right, so one episode left. And it's like, I'm putting that on. And then it just ends. It's like, where's the next, <laughs> ep- where's the next episode? So obviously right, okay. they're releasing that next week as well. So they've not, they're, they're like generally like just release four, four, and I think it's one, I think it's nine episodes, maybe 10. I don't know. They eke, a, they eke a few bits out. You never told me this, and I got to like the fourth episode, and I was watching going, <laughs> there's still like hundreds of people. People have to like brutalize everybody here for this last episode. And then it never happened, and I was like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense now. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah I think it's so a yeah, I am the most behind, so I'll, I will go into a bit more detail on things. Yeah. So um, basically, I enjoyed the first episode. However, for me, my memory, it comes to the biscuit with the pin game, where you yeah. have to scratch your shape. That's when things, that's when I was shouting at my television. Mm. Now, I've never been in so much support of someone on television <laughs> in my life as I was when the first four went out into the yard thing to pick your shapes. And the one guy was being forced to take Umbrella. And I was like, no, stand your ground. They've all just decided they're having the other ones. You don't, They don't get to decide for you you're having Umbrella. And the guy was standing strong and it's like, we're all going to get eliminated if you don't do it. And I'm like... You stay strong, mate. Don't make them force you to take umbrella. And then he went. He took them down with him. And I was like, yes, yes. I was like, so unfortunately, my favorite guy on the TV show was eliminated at that point. So it's kind of a struggle. But then Spencer stepped in. Um, oh. Oh. <laughs> the noise he was making was unreal. He's like, <laughs> I was like, oh, it's right on his throat as well, so you can hear everything. And it's like because obviously it's kind of manufactured for a television show. But like anytime anyone did anything that might. Have like I don't know had an impact on him. They had a, yes. a, a shot ready for him going <laughs> like every single so any reaction to anything happening was him vomiting. But the, there was a the, simple solution: the rock paper scissors. Then the yeah. two winners go rock paper scissors. Then whoever lost gets the last one. It's that simple. You then pick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I thought about that. I like the one guy was like, "We're gonna have a race." Okay, go. Cheers. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm, I'm running to the easiest one. You all lose. Ha ha. <laughs> like, he was like, uh, on three, one. He's off. Yeah, I was running before, definitely before goal. <laughs> uh, but the the peak the peak of the whole thing happened when Spencer was doing his particular umbrella, and he just cut to his little tin, and it is just filled with some sort of bodily fluid that he produced. And I was like, oh god, I'm disgusting. But uh, I won't go any further than that for any spoilers. But yes, I can't believe how much this reality show has properly hooked me in. Oh, and like, I, like I've enjoyed like like I said, it doesn't have the backstory of like Squid Games, like the guy sneaking out or whatever or something else. Yeah, going on. Yeah. It's just contestants, and like I said, the casting is unbelievable. Like, mm-hmm. like I've heard like little rumors coming out, and people are all like, oh, "I'm suing this because I got injured," and that's like nobody got injured. They're all just trying to get more money out of this bullshit. Right, but yeah. like, I really do hope like if there is a plant or if there was a mole or whatever they did, like there's a behind the scenes thing afterwards, yeah. like. And it's just like this TV series, but I think this is just all like genuinely real because you can see the focus on somebody, especially even the first couple of episodes. Like, right, we're focusing, we're focusing. Ah, fuck, they died. Right, we'll go that you do want this person now. Here's yeah. another person that you don't know about, but you like them now. Yeah, they really struck a, a favorite, yeah. and then yeah. I'm not going to say who like who gets limited stuff, but when you watch it and then out of nowhere they're just gone. And oh you're yeah, like, it's yeah. Like, yeah, it's oh. brutal. And they struck that good balance with here's this person, here's this person, here's this person, here's this person. And then you don't know. It's like, oh, we know a lot about them, but we know a lot about them. It's like, oh, actually, two of them have now gone, but you know about these ones. So then you see they bring in some more. Yeah. And then 
one of the new ones is gone and one of the old ones is gone. Like they do a good job of introducing enough characters that you're not sure. Like it's, get certain reality shows. Oh, we've seen a lot of we've seen a lot of Jim this week. He's definitely getting eliminated, and he does. Like they've got a good balance on the Squid Game. Is I, I know the, 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 the last two episodes that Chris had a bit of an issue with. I was watching them, and I'm just like. I've watched this for an hour and 40 minutes and I can't believe well, I've just watched I've watched an hour and 40 minutes of what is happening. It's unbelievable. And I'm like, I want more. Like I was literally the issue like, was the fact that I thought the second half was going to be the end of it. I wasn't expecting this yeah, sequel was, uh, episode of the end. That's what I was mean. They're eking this out because I was oh, yeah, they, they are eking it out, but like there was there's like because they changed some of the games, they changed like they, they put oh, their own yeah. twists in it and stuff like that. But yeah. ah, oh, there's you'll a get it with up by way, Bruce. Seven, seven and eight, Bruce. I was an hour and 40 minutes between yeah. them two episodes. And like, once you've watched them, you'll be like, Did I really just watch that for an hour and 40 minutes? And I was like, <laughs> I, right, okay. It never felt like it. And I was just like, Was it? I was just like, Fucking hell, it's this, this show doesn't make yeah, sense one, why it's that good. One last thing, did you notice the cameo in the first episode? That I completely missed. Oh yeah, the cameo, cameo in the first and red light versus green light, red light, green light. I don't think I, I don't think I did. So it throw was it at Wolf, me. Wolf from Gladiator. Oh really? Was he? In it? <laughs> yes, Never he noticed it, and it was all over social media, and I was yeah. like, "Fuck, I got to go back Wolf and watch from this." Was in... Oh right, I'm assuming he got eliminated. Yeah, uh, he was out straight wait. away. Don't know when. <laughs> yeah, at some point in the background. Uh, Andy, we'll go over to you because Chris, that was my highlight as well. Chris, so you and I have covered it, and Andy also seemed to like it as well. So, Andy, what was your highlight that was separate uh, from Squid Game? I, I finished off Squid Games and then I went and watched something else that kind of is Squid Game esque, which was the, the new Hunger Games prequel. Hunger Game, oh. yes. Uh, hour, two, no, two hours, 40 minutes. That's long. It is long and it is unnecessary. Right, okay. <laughs> now, well, the time or the film? <laughs> the, f- the film, like, I, I'm, a, I'm a big Hunger Games mark. I love everything the Hunger Games stands for. Right. Like, I'm, I did not know. I, I, I've just, like, I love the idea, let's kill a bunch of people, one winner, job done. This film has a big issue where, ultimately, if you've not watched Hunger Games, there's a guy called Snow. He's mm-hmm. he's the, the big bad president of the four Hunger Games films. This film's all about him. And he is a very nice person in it. Ah, okay. Right. It's ultimately the biggest problem because you're following him. You've got another person. It's basically like Katniss Everdeen in it. And it follows her and him. And it doesn't make any sense at all. And then suddenly, after maybe the first 40 minutes, I'm like, ooh, right, okay. Hunger Games begins. It takes 40 minutes to get into the Hunger Games. Nice. <laughs> two hours of it. And then I was like, right, okay. And after about 30 minutes, the Hunger Games is over. I'm like, <laughs> all right, well, what are we going to do here for the next hour and 20 minutes? And then it kind of ends and I'm like, right, they either need to put three more films in here to explain why he's a full-on bellend, right, yeah. or I've got to take one hell of a leap of faith. Now, don't get me wrong, there is bits like you see his character development, but ultimately, like the first two hours, he's a, he's a pretty nice guy. Like he's he's there. I understand that. Yeah. Like I understand the the, the kind of the, the beginning of the Hunger Games. I get it because it's like it's not even the first Hunger Games. It's like the tenth one in. Like, <laughs> it's it's not even like the how the Hunger Games were oh, created. It was just I thought like, it was about the first one. No, no, no. That's what I thought. I mean, too. I thought it did as well. I think actually. Yeah. But yeah, so it's really just it's a weird film. I enjoyed it. Like nothing was bad about it. I just kind of came out going, nah, like. I don't know, it'd be like watching a film about, I don't know, 
somebody is really bad, but they're making them really good. You can't think of Darth Vader. Vader. It'd be like making three movies about Darth Vader. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't really work, does it? You're like, oh, he's actually quite nice. Oh, that's a great choice, actually. It is. It's exactly that is the best way to explain it. it. Is that it's just like, and by the end of it, you're like, uh, it's like for Star Wars gets it right is Vader was a badass as a kid. Now when you watch him, like, no, he was that Anakin kid. So he kind of ruins him. Whereas mm. Hunger Games have got the other way around. It's like, ah, oh, Snow's a big bell end, but he's really nice there. It's like I just, <laughs> he used to be cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, yeah, I just I can't get that leap. So that's my only criticism of it. Like other than that, it's, it's a good film. Okay, so it's good. A thumbs up at, at yeah. least for the Hunger Hunger Games. What's it called? Like yes, like a... snakes and songbirds or something like that. It's, uh, uh, yeah, it's songbirds kind of like Game of Thrones esque, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Uh, unnecessary long title seems to be a new thing that's coming out in movies this most recently. Anyway. There we go. That's the highlights. Of the fucking week. Epically long soon. Yeah. Oh god, I thought about that. <laughs> this one isn't bad. Uh, point number one this week is what's the point? The point is the 1990 comedy fantasy horror Gremlins 2: The New Batch, written by Charlie Haas, not the three-time WWE Tag Team Champion. I really thought it was. Haas. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> a, a writer of movies such as Over the Edge. He was an uncredited writer on Tron. Is the first one, which is in the news now that I've seen the word Tron written down. What the hell are Disney doing? Like, you could not have made Tron Legacy any better than what it did. So they're making a sequel to that where everything is different. Yep. Stars, writers, yep. directors, yep. everything is different in this new Tron movie. It's a, it's a shambles. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed. Doing your one. Yeah, they're doing a new one, and it's everything is different. I don't know if it's even different characters. It might be like a whole new set of people, but yeah. I think Tron movie, was uh, the only one that was meant to still be in it. Something. Right, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's. I'm not looking forward to it after what they set up with perfect Tron Legacy. Anyway, uncredited writer on Tron, Martians Go Home, Gremlins 2, and then something called Matinee. So Charlie Haas is most famous for being WWE Maybe. Tag Team Champion. <laughs> Hence why when you type that name in, it is him that comes up first. Directed by, returning from the first Gremlins, Joe Dante, or Joe Dante, I think it is Dante. Famous for directing The Howling, Gremlins 1, Gremlins 2, Inner Space, and Small Soldiers. We were talking about him in the first Gremlins episode way back oh, two seasons ago. So go have a look at that for him. Speaking of the first Gremlins podcast that we did, stars as Billy Peltzer, Zach Galligan. Famous for being in Gremlins, basically. Surviving Waxwork and Madness in the Method. We talked about all those on the first Gremlins podcast. Zach Galligan back as Billy. So is Phoebe Cates as Kate, confusingly again. Famous for Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Chris? Uh, Drop Dead Fred. Drop Dead Fred, very good. That's what you said was her main role, but then you kept referring back to Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Private School and the Gremlins movies and Phoebe Cates, who basically retired Give after. Give me a spot, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Phoebe Cates, Zach Galligan, both back in the title main acting roles for the sequel. But new people coming into Gremlins 2 as Daniel Clamp, John Glover. Famous for Masquerade. Scrooged, Gremlins 2, Batman, the animated series, and other Batman, Batmans, Batmans, because he often plays the Riddler, Edward Nigma, in these animated things, but in the original OG 92 animated series, he was the Riddler. He was also in Batman and Robin, but not as the Riddler. After that, something called In the Mouth of Madness, Payback, and then seemingly, I'm no expert, a big role in Smallville. Can anybody speak on Smallville and tell me whether it was a big role or not? I remember. Well, there you go. That? That's a very big role, obviously. Then he's in a lot of episodes, but I couldn't... 
Yeah, I can remember because um, he was in like a hundred something episodes of it, or maybe maybe not that many. But he had a whole different different character names, and I'm like, are they all the same one, or what's happening here? But yeah, I, I didn't see a Luther. Most of the small thing turned the bad guys and superpowers and shit like that. Anyway, right? Okay, but I think I did see a Luther, so definitely a significant role in Smallville. That seems to be the uh, last biggest thing Daniel Clamp did. These podcasts are contagious and just give me cold. You seem to get ill at any time we start doing it. Yes, and the yeah. fourth star. As credit order would lead you to believe, as Grandpa Fred, Robert <laughs> Prosky, famous for Thief, Christine, The Natural, Hill Street Blues, Broadcast News, Grim 2, then Mrs. Doubtfire and Dead Man Walking. However, I don't think he was Dead Man Walking. I did not nominate him for this film. Grandpa Fred, he is not the grandpa from the monsters, but he looks like him. Every single time. I think it's oh, the same That's guy. what I had in my head there. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll wait for you to see the monsters. <laughs> that, that is Every not him, time. but yes, clearly meant to be the grandpa from the monsters. Gremlins 2 made them a budget of $50 million, opened in the US $10 million, final US gross just $41.5 million worldwide. I don't have a number for the worldwide, but on the Gremlins 1 podcast, I theorized this <laughs> lost money. Therefore, we did not get a Gremlins 3 in the 90s. So presumably it lost money uh, we are now getting a gremlins 3 at some point it is in production oh, yeah. or pre-production or whatever you whatever you would say about well, it the but, cartoon um, as well and i got that and yes there was a, a cartoon came out last year about a year ago six months maybe uh, um like but yes lost money presumably with all the promotions and all that released 15th of june 1990 in the us 27th of july 1990 in the uk because this is absolutely not a christmas movie <laughs> which i was afraid that it was so i made sure i got it in in november since <laughs> we december when it comes out but we recorded this in november and um, we laughed last time because gremlins one came out in june in america um, oh, yeah. so this came out exactly six years after it did the first one to the week so yes a summer movie that meant the 1991 award season about nine months after was when it mainly went into its award categories it received six nominations for awards in total and no others only six and all six were at the 1991 saturn awards yeah boy once again saturn awards showing its true worth in the awards <laughs> realm so it's six nominations at the podcast at the podcast awards the saturn awards Give best music <laughs> yeah <laughs> best music it lost to back to the future part three for the music Best Special Effects, it lost to Back to the Future Part 2 for the Special Effects. Yes, That's... they were both nominated. Because they both came out within a 12-month period, Back to the Future 2 and 3. Yeah. So uh, they, uh, they were both in the Mind same blown. I, thought there, I thought there was a couple of years between them. They made them at the same time and then released them quite close together. So, uh, Who knew? Me. <laughs> uh, best Director, Joe Dante, he lost to James Cameron. Not for the biggest films he made around then, but for The Abyss, which was... I guess one of his least popular, but still well-known movies. Yeah, from the early 90s. It wasn't Terminator, it wasn't Aliens, but it was Inception. Inception. All of that. He's, he's, <laughs> he's like, <"Whoa." laughs> uh, Two nominations in Best Supporting Actor. Let's have a wee fun game. Can you name the two Best Supporting Actor nominees from this pretty much ensemble film that we just watched? Gizmo. Nope. Dick oh. <laughs> uh, Miller. Uh, nope. I thought it might be him when I saw there was two, but no. Right, one more guess each. Hulk Hogan. Uh, Robert Picardo. Nope. Robert Picardo was one, yes. I don't know how or why, but Robert Picardo. And then John Glover, uh, yeah. Mr. Clamp. Uh, he was my uh, last choice. 
Yeah, I, th- I think he is worthy maybe of being a best supporting actor. Robert Carlton about five scenes, maybe less. <laughs> uh, but they both lost to Tom Wilson for Back to the Future Part One. No, <laughs> <laughs> Part Three, where he was the cowboy version of Biff Tannen, or at least his <laughs> ancestor. So uh, not for being Biff in the future or and or the past. For playing two roles, he only got it for playing the one role. Final nomination for Gremlins 2, Best Fantasy Film of 1991. It lost to Ghost. And I want to accept that because you guys will scoff at Ghost and I'm going to tell you Ghost actually a good film. So Chris, remember that. Ghost actually know. a good film. I've seen it. It's shite. It's good. Um, <laughs> synopsis for Gremlins 2 brought to us by, like it was in episode, what is it, one, in Gremlins 1, Thesaurus Nick. He did a hilariously wordy uh, synopsis for me last time so let's see what he's got and yes he, he keeps coming up now Nick he's, he's picking the right movies like we are <laughs> having survived the destructive Kingston Falls incident in Gremlins said the thing I guess Billy and Kate move to New York City <laughs> eager to wipe the slate clean and start afresh start afresh he's got by the way fancy fancy there instead orphaned Mogwai Gizmo Aww. catches the eye of evil scientist Dr Catheter in money grubbing tech mogul Daniel Clamp's colossal high rise and once more a splash of water spawns hordes of mischievous gremlins as a result the pesky little creatures start doing what they do best wreaking havoc but the rules were simple now the city is about to taste a hearty slice of pure, pure, pure pandemonium do they oh, have sure. what it takes to escape the nightmare of the new batch? He said both things. Who picked? It was I who picked Gremlins 2 because I love Gremlins 2 and I had to pick Gremlins as a Christmas movie last year so that I could get this one picked and I wasn't sure if this was Christmas in any stretch so I tried to squeeze it in here and I love Gremlins 2. Has everybody else seen it before? Yes. Oh, yes. Many times. I, you know what, now that you mentioned the fact that you thought it was Christmas, I can't seem to remember Christmas trees and stuff. So I thought there was a big Christmas tree in the, the middle bit. Like I thought there was a New Christmas York tree City. in the New York City projects Christmas. I think yeah. a film is set in New York and it's not full on Die Hard 3. It's um <laughs> that it, to me it, oh, it's probably set at Christmas because it's in New York. Uh, which channel would you normally find it on? Oh, I'd have said BBC as well. This oh, is also this is definitely on a short list of if it's on and I'm flicking around the channels, I will put I'll press the button on that channel and see what bit it is. It's definitely this. This is one of those. Where are we? Over there. I'll watch a bit. Which version did we watch? Presumably we all watched the theatrical version because it seems to be the most prevalent now is the theatrical version. I can see why the home video one wouldn't be as popular in the UK. In the home video release, no, the gremlins in the middle of the film don't break the projector in the cinema, they break the VCR that you are watching the home video on, and then John Wayne shouts at them rather than Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so maybe Hulk Hogan might have had a more international appeal than John Wayne maybe did in, I guess, the late, yeah. the early 90s, presumably. I mean, Hogan was pretty popular in 1990, I'll tell you that much. So, uh, yes, we all watched the theatrical version where Hulk Hogan, that's the only one I've seen. I've never seen the John Wayne one. No, I've never seen John Wayne either. Uh, okay, on to point two, the high points. What is like the best Bits and things were about Gremlins 2, the new batch. Whoever picked goes first, that's me. I'm just going to say, I've got a bonus Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. <laughs> I generally thought I was watching the wrong film because I don't remember that at all. I, look, <laughs> I'll, I'll throw it in here. <clears throat> I never ever see before Mr. Clamp arriving in the office. I think that's where I always come into this. Like flicking around, <laughs> it's always yeah. 15, 20 minutes into it, maybe less. 
And Mr. Clamp says, he's here, he's here. And he walks up to Millie's desk and sees the drawing. That's always where I start. So I might never have seen Bugs Bunny and Daffy because apparently <laughs> that has been cut out. Some television broadcasts don't have the wee bit at the beginning. Um, and then all the bits come before that I've seen. I've seen before, but not every time. But yes, bonus cartoon's always nice. Yeah, I was. I seem to remember was him being in the Clamp Towers, like Gizmo, and then being in Billy's drawer, and that's it. I remember from there. I don't remember how he got to Clamp Towers and stuff. Well, actually, was a point last week when I was asking, "Do we think it's a Christmas movie?" Was it? Yeah. Me and Andy both had the Mandela effect of we remember Billy going to the shop and getting him. Yep. It doesn't happen. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah, it shows how often we miss the beginning of this film. Wow, that's yeah. the bit I like. Just when Gizmo pretty much comes in straight away and he's watching Rambo, I'm all in. And, yeah. Mr. and Mr. Miyagi's like, no, you're not allowed to watch TV. Mr. Yeah. Wing. I don't yes. think we, we didn't get his name in the first one. He was just old uh, Chinese yes. man. Yeah. So he is Mr. Wing now. And it doesn't last very long after being named, no. unfortunately. So my first high point after Bugs and Daffy is, is Gizmo in the lab, to be honest. I don't have oh. much. It's a high point before that. Definitely so after the, your effects. In this one, because there's a lot more full scale, not full scale. I, full, I, yeah, and screen. I know somebody might put it in a low point because Chris has got a, a hard on for bad CGI. The bit where Gizmo comes out in like the kind of semi daylight, which we'll get into later on, and he's doing oh, his, he's little, his little walk. I'm just like, you know what? I'm fine with it because he looks cute as fuck. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And then like, my next high point is Gizmo dancing in the lab to the music. Yes. Like, that's perfect as well. That's perfectly acceptable yeah. with the guys dancing in the background like this. I'm going to say it now. There's absolutely no CGI in my low points. There so. you go, because normally it's always all over this. I don't oh, think I do depends. either. <laughs> I mean, it's it's, it's if it stands out badly. Like, you do have to grade on a bit of a curve. Like, obviously, I mean, the Wizard yeah. of Oz, the CGI is not going to be great. Like, it's, oh. yeah, you have to be, but no, just you have to the, kind of measure the it. The very first time you see a full shot of Gizmo running, it's just like, it's like, ah, oh, baby, you would have did that. And, like, yeah, he wasn't half as good as this. Him. Like, all yeah. of them, they all just seem to be a lot more... Oh, yeah. Like, they've their models. Yeah. Definitely. And they like they all have a bit more character. Did they all speak about that crazy? Or did Gizmo not say as many words in the first one as he, he was? Yeah, he's, he's definitely more talkative. I think he's watched more telly. But the other one's dead, like Stripe. Well, I think Stripe was the only one that really kind of semi-talk, but he would always say, like, mm. one word, like... I don't know. Gizmo. Yeah, Gizmo was always the one. Yeah. But yeah, no, these, but yeah, these ones all have a bit more language. That's uh, like we, we uh, for all the listeners, I listened to our, our watch, I should say, our Gremlins 1 review this week just to kind of get a feel for it. And we all knew this film accentuated the positives from the first one. And it really goes all in on <laughs> these little critters are the stars. Yes. <laughs> it's like uh-huh. there may be 40 people, whatever it is, acting in this film. But people are here to watch the gremlins do gremlin stuff. That's that's why they've yeah. got Mogwai's to be cute, gremlins to be crazy. And that's why people have come out to watch a sequel. <laughs> so that, that, this film does that very well. Anyway, that'll come up, I imagine, in high points. Chris, any high points from you? Uh, yeah, well, there's a few coming up later on, but the technicians asking the important questions about the rules. Yep. After everything goes all chaotic, it's then going, what if you fly over and you eat something at 11.59 and then you go yeah. over at 12 and then come back? Or like the time difference is, what happens then? Like, I don't know. That's all the questions that we asked in the first one. Exactly. It is literally, Chris literally asked what happens about time zones. So Chris, had, you incepted <laughs> yourself, I think, <laughs> having remembered from Gremlins 2, they asked this question. Uh, but yeah, you literally too asked. smart for me. Uh, like, you're like, what, what happens if you go from one time zone to the next? And I was like, well, they had to fly from China at some point. 
So it's like it has crossed time zones. Like the, the little Chinese guy got it from somewhere. So, uh, but yes, it is absolutely perfect. That this film, it's a self parody, which again, which is why I think I love it so much. Is it, it, it makes fun of what gremlins are as much as it, it actually shows what gremlins are, and that seems exactly. These are all the questions everyone's got. These rules are daft. You can't. All three of them don't actually make any sense if you think about it and all that. It's, it's a brilliant. What I was not prepared for is this not a bugger jumping out the screen though. I completely forgot about it. They were just like talking about, oh, let's get back to work. Ah! Absolutely <laughs> wrapped myself. So that's uh, the jump scare of the week. Is yep, it? Is, yep, um, absolutely. Again, I, I, off podcast, I don't know what these gremlins are called. I just called this one the hyper one. And yeah, that one, I remember Stripe. Mohawk, I think. Yeah, Stripe yeah. in the first one. So I just thought he was the same guy, basically. But he's called Mohawk, apparently. And then there's other ones have daft names. Yeah. Uh, I've already mentioned Mr. Cl- Mr. Clamp. I need to touch on him. So him arriving is where I always start this film. I've got Mohawk up there. And him coming in and liking what Billy's doing and then proceeding to not be a complete dick throughout the film. Well, this is a nice breath of fresh air. Here's the yes. rich, crazy businessman yeah. who owns the whole building. He's the boss of everybody. Everybody's scared of him. He's actually just like a bit a bit mad. But he's a nice he's guy and he wants to... Yeah, exactly. It's he a nice like twist on that. He probably could have started off as like... Um, I don't know, like... They could have made him out to be uh, an eccentric nutter who's just like a really bad guy. He's like, oh, I want that and I'm going to take over the world. But he's yeah. like you said, he's a really oh, nice guy. Just, just Count Dooku was the bell end. Yeah, he was. But even <laughs> then, he was just for science, really. He wasn't like... Yeah. I didn't think he was that bad. I mean, he, when yeah. things went wrong, he tried to help out. Mm. He's like, he, he also bit the bullet as well, yeah. So, uh, um, that goes basically, basically straight into my next hype, which is the water fountain scene that leads into the uh, spawn. Yep. With the, the spray the of drama. water. If Gizmo <laughs> just stayed there, he's fine. Why did he have to run? I'm just going, uh-oh, uh-oh. We all know what happens here. They're running around. <laughs> and then the water going that way, and then the water going that way. And then, uh, obviously, finally getting got. Apparently, that's the guy that's famous playing uh, Gomez Adams in the Adams family. Is the, the guy Apparently, Gizmo from. says Gomez when he walks past. Right, okay. Yeah, <laughs> there are these little hidden bits of, of, um, of script for Gizmo. Like, he mm. says the actor's name towards Mr. Wing in the shop. Uh, Kie Luke. Uh, Gizmo yeah. says that at one point right. when he's referring, looking, whatever you want to say, talking to the old man in the shop. So Gizmo has a full script at Howie Mandel, which I didn't know was the voice of Gizmo. He had the actual script of lines he had to say and all that. So uh, there are a lot. Any other high points? I've got a bunch more. Some small, uh, some large. Uh, Mine's just when it all kicks off. Uh, like, you've got, you've got Gizmo wet, loads of things. Even straight away, it's like, there's no dicking around this time. It's just like, oh, he's got wet, and then it's in like, Boom, they're all here and they're all just being literally like twats everywhere. Yeah. Um, the kind of food court scene where they're all kind of like appearing out the food and then they're eating and then they go and do the cocoons. Yeah. That's where it all starts getting good. And then him. It's just, it's just one high, high point. This after is what I remember. This is the smart one is always the one I remember yes. from this one. The one who can talk after. Uh, I could, I could never remember this. how he could talk. I just remember him being able to talk. So it was, I actually jog, seen him drink that brain juice. <laughs> the brain oh. juice, yeah. And then we had the vegetable juice, and then we had the, the transition juice. That means that we... Something we asked in the first one is, that, are all gremlins male? I think they are, because the only yeah. female one we ever see has a transition potion that they take to become a woman. Oh, her so. hump and then Bosch's leg was quite funny. And <laughs> yeah. shake it off, it's just like happening all like that. If I forget to come back to them but when we get past low points, remind me to come back to Robert Forster and, and her at the end of the film, because I, I have... Oh, yes. 
some questions and bits that I might forget to. Uh, we'll skip by one small point. I really just, I, I think I'm just laughing at the Canadian themed restaurant they went to. I do not remember. Oh, yeah. I remember the scene, but yeah. I don't remember it being like a mountie with a moose being like, do you want some more moose, eh? And they've got like a giant moose head like between them as they're trying to have a conversation. <laughs> it's just a hilarious sort of, what, what's the, the funniest themed restaurant we could do? <laughs> How about Canadian? Do you want a Molson? <laughs> like the one lager famous one coming from there was good. <laughs> And then I enjoyed the Futtermans coming back, Mr. and Mrs. Futtermans. Yeah. Still freaked out by the experience that, that he went through Murray and then still racist, hating the Russians and all yeah. that. I thought it was funny as well. So I did like seeing them again. I, I quite liked their little storyline outside the building and him being like, it's happening again. Uh, him kind of somehow in He'd all of New York, Murray Futterman's yeah. yeah, find his way exactly to where the hive is all happening, despite not being from there. It was quite funny. And then, like I say, when the Mogwais take over, I love my boy Daffy. Uh, mm-hmm. He absolutely any scene he was in cracked me up. The one with the the hyper one, as I called him, the scene where um, Kate goes to pick up Gizmo, and it's actually him that's there. Yeah. And him trying to, it's just it, I don't know why it just made me laugh so much. And then it, whenever he runs off around a bend, going mad, it just cracked me up. I love I love Daffy. Um, I've got. Yeah, bits bits and bobs of here. Basically, I've got basically anytime Gizmo does anything, and like when the gremlins this are being dicks to him. High point. Yeah, when when the, the gremlins are being dicks to him, and it's just building up the rage and Gizmo. And Gizmo's like, torture scenes are hilarious. Yeah. in the photocopier, and then they run over <laughs> with a train. Yeah, and then he's just getting angrier and angrier, and then suddenly he just snaps, and he's got his little montage of him being Rambo, including the the, the bit I completely forgot. Where he's like lifting the weight and then he just powers through the table. I was like, <laughs> I was, I was considering the, the gizmo training um, scenes and thinking, my my train of thought this time went that he tries to lift weights to become tough and yep. fails. Yep. So he tries to box and fails. So I was like, oh, sod it. I'll just go make a bow and arrow. That's how my that's how I think he goes. In the past, I thought, he's, oh, he, he trains to become a movie hard man, but he actually does it. Everything goes badly, though. Yep. Sod it. I'll make a bow and arrow, and I'll, I'll stay at my distance. Seems to be the I realised he was firing Tippex. I thought it was a marshmallow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's the first time I noticed it was Tippex as well, which is a good sign. Is I've, got, I've got that up, up there as well. Oh, that's right. You said that. Yeah, the, uh, you got yeah. a well, I need, I need, I need get my props back. You go get them. I'll do. One, I'll do one of my small points when you're away. Then, uh, when Kate's in the, the elevator and it's like a voice-activated <laughs> elevator, and they don't go to her floor, and she gets it to stop, and then she just goes sound alarm, and it's a pause, and you see her. <laughs> wah, 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 ee, wee, ee, as all the gremlins start making the noise, it's, I, I was just about in tears laughing at that one small stupid joke. Just cracked. I'm back. He's back. Is Gizmo back? I got. I got some props. I got some props. Yes. There he is. There's <laughs> Tippex. Yeah. yeah. Very and, good. And then, and I've also got. You got to have them as well to go with them. I'm pretty sure you brought this bad boy out during the first. I've got to no, save it. Oh, oh, here we go. There he is. Walk. Yeah, I've got. And then I've got strength from the first one, but he's got two cans of beer because I customized them. He uh, he joined <laughs> us on the podcast last time. He, he uh, was yeah, but yeah. Yeah, that's one. That's one's my favorite one. It's cool. I like it. I've always wanted a Mogwai. Like they make the joke in the film at the very end, where he's like, "I want to." Oh yeah, like the, yeah, the market and, and yeah. The sucker cups on the side. Everyone had a gizmo in the back window yep. of the car Why for five years. Not make it as big as Furby's. Surely they'd be ten well, times bigger as Furby's. That's coming up in low points. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, uh, yeah, I've got after uh, this uh, scene uh, with the spider one. Oh, the spider! That was oh. terrifying. I remember that. Yeah, was I don't remember that at all. 
I've got it for nominations for best music later on. I did not anticipate that when the guy's drinking the spider juice and turning into the spider, that we were going to get as the musical accompaniment Angel of Death by Slayer playing in the background. I was like, why does this scene go so hard? My God, this is amazing. I went and looked at the soundtrack. It's a Slayer song. No wonder it's Slayer in the soundtrack here. So that's my nomination for best song is Slayer playing behind the, the, the spider. Spider Mogwai. Uh, I have a guess as a high point. Not, not. I don't know. I'll always do this, but I've got in, in my. I bet I can guess one of Andy's high points as well. I've got written oh, down I'm... here, and you haven't mentioned it, so I think I've failed. But I bet one of Andy's high points is the return of the Flasher Gremlin. I thought yep. you would. Uh, oh, I, I thought you'd be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> a little cameo. That could be best cameo if you want, Chris. Yeah. I don't know, but I thought the just freaking out Kate in the hallway again. Just like. <laughs> Just like when Jade used to do it all the time. <laughs> remember when Jade used to uh, do that randomly in Chops to Danny? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> like, what happened to that? I actually read that quote. Um, <laughs> my, I, only, I only have two more kind of high points. I've got One is, high points, but they're all just like all over the shop. So. They're all bits, really. Yes. Yeah. Um, when the gremlins stop the movie, as referenced earlier, I love it. I always remember this bit yeah. where the, the, the damn gremlins cease the projectionist, and then the guy's like, "Ah, I know what to do. I'll go get Hulk Hogan. <laughs> He'll tell them off." And I was like, "Yeah, Hulk Hogan!" Before everything happens, Hulk Hogan. But um, yeah, I, I enjoy that bit of the film. I do like these sort of weird sort of movie within a movie kind of Inception style bits. I don't know what you call it that. And I have one more high point. So fire off with any others you've got, Chris. Uh, my last one is the the end, like melting of all the gremlins. That must have cost some money. That's a scene. That is mm, an yeah. epic scene because before that, you've got like every one of their puppets out there, all the gremlins. They're all different characters. You can see them. Like yeah. you stop any, like there's not like just duplicates. They're all different. And then suddenly it just looks like they're just burnt and melted them all and destroyed them all. It's like, what? <laughs> it looks horrible. All just yeah. like, everything is melting. It's oh. ice popping. It's just. Yeah. Inclu- including uh, Bruce's point later on. I'm melting. Oh, All right, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> Very good. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go into that in a bit more depth. In my last high point is something I didn't realise because I wasn't that familiar with the first one until we'd seen it, which is they mention Abraham Lincoln and then <laughs> Kate goes off to do basically a version of her monologue from the Christmas one where it's like, oh, don't mention Christmas to me, my father, blah, 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 blah. So I was talking about Abe Lincoln and I was in the park and this guy that came up and he was just like, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. <laughs> just after her away. You can kind so of she... guess what the story is, but I was quite disappointed they didn't finish it like we did in the first one because yeah. <laughs> that was the thing. I read somewhere that the, the first one about the dad getting stuck up the chimney it was supposed to be all serious, but everybody found it hilarious. Yeah. So then they kind of did I be parody in this one? We just try to find a funny story. I think I think we gave it best uh, yes, Michael Pena at the point he's that year. I think it deserved it if it didn't win it. And that was my last high point. Hilarious. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hilariously awful. It's like, oh, what is the story doing? Uh, any more from you, Andy? Uh, no, like I said, it's just it literally all my high points are just everything the gremlins do. Basically, yeah. And it'll make it more pop-up as we yes. go through. Oh, one more. The Batman symbol. A good gag, a good gag as well. Point three, the low points. What the worst bits and things to wear? Right, I've got a serious one. Robert Picardo's hair. Because it freaks the fuck out of me. Because yeah. I know this guy is the hologramic doctor from... Uh, Voyager? 
Voyager. It's Voyager. It's Voyager. It's Voyager. And then obviously he's in Stargate Atlantis and Stargate, and it's just like he's just the bald doctor. Even in uh, what you call it when he's the taxi driver, it doesn't look like he's got that much hair. Ah, uh, total recall. Total recall. Like total when, recall. He's the, when he's the robot. It but this has just got like a magnificent <laughs> set of hair, and it's just like nope. You're freaking me out. I don't like it. And every time he comes on scene, it's just like, no, I, I can't take you seriously. I don't like it. I think it's mostly because he's here. Nothing else he does. It's just he's here. Nothing else. Here. No. <laughs> um, the first low point. Why did it just demolish the shop with all the stuff <laughs> in it? That was my big one. That it's like, did it even look? It was like a, it could have been like a gold mine in there. Well, we all know Chinese stuff's worth a fortune. Yeah, and it's like Ming vase or something like that. Where's Mr. Wing's grandson, the one that sells the gizmo yeah, in the first place? Like he, ne- he needs to sign off on like it, th- that. Yeah. Shop doesn't automatically go to the clamp organization. It, it, I'll go to somebody else, probably the grandson who worked there. This is what, six years later, so yeah. probably in his teens at this point. They can't just demolish, and it's like ah, there's surely nothing in there. We'll just stick a JCB through the roof. It'll be fine. It's it's, it's very very fake. I should say that's not how things work in the real world. So that was my first low point. Oh, also one of my low points. I can't be arsed debating the rules of Mogwise again. Yes, we all know they're yeah. stupid. They don't make sense, and yeah. that is a flaw with the movies. However, they do and they address it in this film. But, but yeah, but, a low point is still the there, rules. There was of one point where, like, was it one of them was just getting like soda just pumped into his mouth and it was fine. Like, same yeah. way we were drinking beer in the first one. It was just like that's water, isn't it? That's water. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, it's got a big eye roll for me. This one, um, well, I've got to be like, add this part to the design, and then they're like, oh, but and the boss looks at it and he goes, oh, it's absolutely perfect, apart from that thing you just added. And it's in every architecture and designer film, and it really fucking annoys me. And no, I was going to add it as best good. trope, but I might not be right. Okay, a teaser for, for no, the trope we want to die later. It's staggered, uh, it annoys me because it happens every time. And speaking of that sort of stuff, it's also not my trope I want to see die. Why did Billy lie about his meeting slash date with the boss? Why didn't he just say, look, my supervisor, she wants to go out and do this sort of stuff. It's all work-related. You you've been, you and me have been together for six years. We've moved yep. to New York together. We're only so not married as we don't blah, 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 blah. I need to, it's a work thing. I'll be home by nine o'clock or, or eight o'clock or whatever time he's getting home by. But no, he has to lie. Oh, so that's a meeting and blah, blah, blah. This, again, every every single episode, lies and assumptions. It's always when people fall down in movies and TV shows and just tell everybody what's yeah. going on. Like, what's she going to say? Mean, like, no. she, she kissed him right there. Why would you not go like that and try and wipe it off and say he's walking a bit with a big red lipstick on his face? The whole way home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's but, one thing about having phones nowadays is you look at your phone when you're bored and you catch your reflection every so often. So maybe, maybe that's <laughs> My, my low point uh, is ultimately a horror story. Like, horror, to be fair, in general. It's just like, there's no need for horror, to be fair. Just yeah, there's Phoebe Cates. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, can we get Phoebe Cates back? We can. Oh, brilliant. And so what about these gremlins? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, like she's like, literally like shoehorned in there, pointless. Doesn't actually do anything. Doesn't add anything to it. Disappears for half an hour. Yeah, as well, there's part of the, she like the elevator bit that I was talking about when you were gone there, and then we don't see her for absolutely ages, yeah. and she comes out the lift. <laughs> like what you've been in there the whole time. So yeah. Um, uh, speaking of your rules, this is a complete thing about. Here it goes. The guy from Clopet, uh, the Barks Clopet guy. <laughs> He got fired for smoking, and yeah. she's walking about with a fag in inside of her mouth. Yeah, because it was an undesignated break, I think. Yeah, I think so. It wasn't he was smoking. Like, it was just because he, he was oh, just because they popped up with combustion. 
on the screen. I thought it was like, oh, he's going to set something on fire. Again, That's... I think it was. It, it's a. I think a seniority thing. I think she's allowed to because she's working. He was actually just standing doing nothing outside. I guess maybe like Andy says, it's maybe more of the break than yeah. it was the uh, actual smoking aspect of it. I only have one real low point beyond what I've said, but it is all encompassing. The the film is basically just bits. It's like I've got an idea for it's this. Oh, show. brilliant! We'll put that yeah. in there. Yeah, it's a sketch show of a movie. It's like oh, I've got a brilliant idea for this. There are, I actually didn't mean, there are a few character arcs in the film that go really well. Grandpa Fred being the best one. Really, yep. We should mention him. That He starts off as, oh, I'm at my lowest here. Blah, blah, blah. All I ever wanted to do was this. And the events of the film lead him to be able to do the news and he gets his news anchor job. Yeah, it's a lovely little storyline. And a couple others weave in and out, which are quite good. But yeah, the majority of the one hour 40 minutes is just, I've got a great idea. We could have a gremlin do this. Oh, fantastic. Or we could parody this with two gremlins. Oh, fantastic. And it's like, it's fun. It's enjoyable. But as a film, it's a bit sketch showy. You can tell they're forced. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Makes no sense whatsoever. It's like, "Uh, we'll stick these two gremlins here and make them do this. And then you never see them again. Exactly. Yeah, the event gremlins for a gag. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I work in this high tech building, though. It gives them an opportunity to do anything. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I really have yeah. no low points beyond that. So any other another unnecessary well, musical number. That's my low point. No, that was good. Yeah. I quite yeah. liked it yeah. in a lot. Yeah. And it really did overstate its welcome. Like you could, yeah. I know. We broke him. You got really excited <laughs> and killed him every single time this happens. I thought the yeah. musical number was fine. There we go, he's back. <laughs> uh yeah. My low point is the Kremlins don't seem as vicious in this one as they did in the first one. I they killed everybody. Like I, I think they've like toned this one down. Like the first yeah, one, right, I remember right. it being more darker than well, this. It was. One. They they just they, like I said we killed that woman in the thing. They were like they were bellends and they were out for blood. Whereas this one, they just need to have, have a bit of a laugh this time. That's why they caused chaos. That was it. Yeah. They didn't want to really hurt anybody. Um, you're right. They did kill Mrs. Deagle in the first one. She deserved it. But yes. we actually picked up on the first one that the the gremlins were just out for chaos. Like they didn't act like they're talking about being as bloodthirsty and all that. We kind of picked up the, the gremlins. No, yeah. like they weren't actually that evil. They were just like, like and that's why we laughed because like half of them spent half the film in the pub in the first one. Oh, I suppose and, they do. <laughs> and then poor old Kate's working behind the bar and they're just get, they're ordering drinks and all that sort of stuff. And she's like, oh, yeah, just serving them like they're crazy. They're the manic. Like yeah. Stripe in the first one, he's going to try to kill. I think I think that was like chainsaw. Yeah, because he was more yeah. sinister, and then it was like, hey, where's this one? It's got. Mohawk's kind of just doing his own little thing, but then it's a uh, brain that's just like he's he becomes like the most like the main one, and he's just a nice guy doing his little yeah. TV interview explaining what he wants to do, speaking well, on behalf of his uh, on yes. behalf of his well, civilization and all that yes. sort of stuff. So yeah, he does becomes the beginning becomes the president of the gremlins essentially, yes. but then yes. he's still there to have a good time and sing New York, New York, and yes. all that as well. But yeah, <laughs> well, it's. Yeah, they're not, not, they're not, never ever evil. The Gremlins. It's yeah, all about having yeah. fun. I'm hoping Chris's last low point is my low point. So, yeah. How the hell did Clap lead a SWAT team into the building with a weapon? <laughs> poorly, <laughs> right, well, yeah, poorly and slowly. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't think of that. That's that was funny though. Um, I don't know because he's very rich. <laughs> I imagine yeah. with a gun, yeah. slapped, you could have killed anybody. Yeah, because he oh, shoots. Yeah, well, the danger's here. I think it goes like that. Yeah, right. It wasn't my low point, but uh, it's it's near there. Inner Gremlins erotica, like was, was the very, he gonna, the very he end. Was, he was definitely going to bang that gremlin, oh. wasn't he? 
He was. I, I'm like I had never remembered that last bit really happening. <laughs> I thought the whole kissing and kind of like when you're a kid and all you like, oh, ha, look at the funny gremlins kissing and blah, blah, that, that sort of stuff. But the very, the very end, like as he's, he, I don't want to do too much of an impression of him. But he just he starts sinking down after giving a weird sort of smirky smile thing, yeah. and he just starts sinking down. And I'm like, this is a lot stranger like than a, I remember it. Why not? Let's give it a go. <laughs> yeah. Why not is an easily answerable uh, question, though. If he says why not, because it's, like, it's a gremlin. <laughs> That's why yes. not. <laughs> but yeah, uh, very creepy, very strange. And Robert Picardo will be, I'll, I'll raise the question of him again later on on this subject. But yeah, that, I think that's a low point. It, it wasn't needed. Like, it's not that funny, really. It's weird. It's, it's a bad way to end a kind of good ending. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I did. I actually went through the, the whole credits to see if there was a bit at the end. So this is kind of film might have a, a, a stinger at the end. Yeah, I said Daffy Duck again, which again yes. was fine. It was worth it. <laughs> I was talking about the thing was. <laughs> yeah. Is that our slow points done? Yep. I. Point four stats. No shits, no f bombs. PG thirteen. The first Gremlins helped invent the PG thirteen movie, so this one continued on with. There's bits of swearing, kind of suggestions of goddams and hicks and hells and all that stuff, but no shits or f bombs. Four explosions. I can't remember what they were. <laughs> now I think about it. <laughs> One was in the, the kitchen that sets off the fire alarm. So there was a couple there. But four explosions I counted. And deaths. I did not count gremlins. <laughs> However, I do have a number. I counted human deaths. And I've only got two. I have Mr. Wing, who died. How That's how his shot became available. And then Christopher Lee gets electrocuted. Yes. Oh, yeah. There are two other suggestions of deaths in this film. There's the movie reviewer on the television. Some people suggest he died. The gremlins appear behind him, but I think they'd just be gremlin-y. Nah. I don't think they'd, I think they'd just be like, probably chop his tie in half or something like that. There was something silly like that. And then there's the one guy, spoiler for Chrissy stats, there's a Wilhelm scream in this film. Yes, there is. But it's been a while. I You can tell me I'm wrong, but does a Wilhelm scream not signify a death? I think a Wilhelm scream signifies normally, yeah. It normally just, just signifies a fall from a great height. Yeah, because that guy gets flipped over a, what, a balcony, probably a, a one-story yeah. up balcony. He's dead. Uh, so he may be dead. So if you want to count him, it's three uh, human deaths, I think. Uh, no cows, no goats, basically inside the building the entire time. Dead animals. I think only gremlins. I think all the other animals kind of survived in the lab. I don't remember anything else kind of being killed. Chris is pondering it. However, the count no, seems to, to be... Animals can run them out. 440 gremlins died. That was not my number. Oof. The internet told me this, but I think 440 gremlins is the we counted in the very commas in the first film, Chris. You and I like 150 ish gremlins. So I think there's probably three times as many gremlins in this as yeah. there was in the first one. Pedophile Forster, yep, like that, that gremlin's not very old. I think we're all right, but yeah, Robert Ricardo, I think. Tom Cruise, Tackleberry, Sarah Connor, Trifecta. There are no motorcycles in the film, so everybody. But it would have been Billy. And this was calling him. out for a motorcycle just to run through that hallway of one of the gremlins on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but in the gremlin. I mean, say that the, the woman gremlin had ridden a motorcycle, she probably would have got the Sarah C Connor Trifecta. Yeah, you got I the guy as well, yeah. Um, what would you call it, the gremlin Trifecta? The gremlin, the gremlin trifecta, yeah. Did they say the thing? Did they say gremlins in this yes. movie? I would have talked about the first gremlins. You've, well, essentially, yes. Yeah. Mr. Futterman says gremlins outside the building. 
Because the whole time Billy just calls them those things. And then he says Mogwai, Mogwai, Gizmo, Mogwai, Mogwai. But then it's those things. He never says Gremlins. I think it is just the one Gremlins at the one hour 15 mark when the stuff happens outside. Do they say the thing, the new batch? No. No. They don't. Unless they snuck in a sneaky one talking about some sort of formula or some sort of medicine in the lab before it all kicks off, which I missed. They do not say the new batch. Chris, any other stats from you? Uh, apart from the Wilhelm scream, um, Kate is kind of a nutshot, kicks the the flasher. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say kicks her the balls. And Gizmo's kids are called Daffy, George, Lenny, and Mohawk. George and Lenny are after of mice and men. Right. The big so, yeah. cigar. There's the, the daft one and the kind of miserable one. Yeah. yeah. That's the, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, is that you? Yeah. I don't know what else to count. There's like, I'm not counting Gremlins this time. <laughs> Again, yeah. I, I thought the internet would give me an answer and it kind of did. So, Andy, a fun fact from you. Uh, the footage right at the very start when it's flying over New York is stock footage from Superman 4. Superman 4. <laughs> I don't I really. That's. Like that. You can you slag me for not having seen obvious films. The Superman movies are a gigantic void in my watch history. Man of Steel is the first Superman movie I've seen. What? I've not seen a single yeah, Superman. I've seen, movie. I've seen the first. The, first the one, one that series. I always remember. It's always like it's a Mr. Jack shout out for uh, people oh, who know. I know. Mr. Jack. Yeah. Is <laughs> he always talks about Superman two and Richard Pryor steals the the not point zero 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 one of a pence off of bank transactions. And right, thought, I'll okay. do it, and then he does it, and after like an hour in the American banking industry, he was like a billionaire. Yeah, um, and that's that's the big bad in Superman too. So it kind of shows you right, the, kinda, okay. how those films are. They're not like yeah, big. They did an office space as well. Yeah, <laughs> um, I've got a fun fact, which is the movie police reviewer on the television that I mentioned. He is a real reviewer playing himself actually repeating his real life review of what he said about gremlins one so the words that comes out that i said at the beginning which i'll try and refer to in my notes of what's fun about a movie not podcast full of ugly slimy mean-spirited gloppy little monsters who run amok and attack innocent people uh, our viewer movie goers so desperate for entertainment that this trash passes for fun and then they got him to be in the second one and he gave the second one three stars out of four he, <laughs> that that guy did um so yeah that's him actually being himself reviewing it as it seems to be a thing in movies because um, Roger Ebert, uh, his scale was always out of four stars as well. Ten is the ideal movie ten review, is the, review range. It gives you scope, ten. Yeah. No half points and no yeah. movie is a zero. It's these simple rules of movie review. <laughs> uh, is that us for stats? I think it is. So over to Andy for point five in the 10 point podcast quiz. Right. Jesus. Well, I was going to do what Bruce did, just go back and see what my quiz was about in Gremlins 1, which I can't actually remember what it was about. What was it about? I, I've just watched it. The hell what? Chris thought he was <laughs> Chris thought he was cheated in that one again. But can't Every time. Oh, probably. But anyway, I've came up with something different. It was just about the film. But can't right, okay. This one is not about the film then. So right. here we go. It's, it's, it's a new batch of questions. Oh, so yeah. Right, who wants to go first? Me. I, I want to go first. Also. Right, Bruce is going first. This is very simple. This is Gremlins 2. The new batch. Mm-hmm. I'm going to name a film. And it's always going to be the second film, and you've got to tell me the title of the film. Right. So oh, say so it is. Like so say it's Gremlins Two. You uh-huh. would say Grem- mm-hmm. I would say Gremlins. You'd say Gremlins Two. The new batch. The new batch. So it's the, the whole thing. Part. Part. The second, the second part, part is what's important. Because ultimately, right. it's always going to be the second film. Cool. Every single oh, one. Sorry. 
So yeah, everybody's questions is about the second film. I just I just need the tagline or whatever the basically the, the, the bit after it. What makes it a different title, really? Yes. Yeah. So we'll start off with Bruce. Mm-hmm. So if I said Hellboy. <laughs> already gubbed. Hellboy <laughs> 2. Um Return to Hell. It's not Return to Hell. Chris. I want to say is it the Golden Circle or something? He's close, but no cigar. It was the Golden Army. Oh. <laughs> it's nearly a golden compass for that summon. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, if I said Back to the Future, Back to the Future 2, Part 2? You got it wrong. I'm going to give it to Bruce. Uh, as far as I'm aware, it is Back to the Future Part 2 with like, Roman numerals. It's correct, right, okay. yes. Oh, was that it? Oh, for fuck's sake. Yep. You, you overcomplicated it, Chris. You added two, yeah. and it was just part. It was part two is what I was looking for. But when mm. you added the extra two, and you got it wrong. Chris, if I said Underworld. Again, I'm gumped. Um, oh. Underworld. Underworld. It's like revolution. Oh, no. I'm sure that is one. Rise of the Lycans. Not Rise of the Lycans. It was just simple as Underworld Evolution. Oh, oh, I can't be any closer. (laughs) (laughs) Chris, if I said The Crow. I didn't realise it was a sequel. Crow 2. (laughs) It's kind of the point, Chris, but no, it's not The Crow 2. I need the tagline for it. No, I, oh, I don't even know. You have a guess. I'm not a big crow guy. I've seen was, the crow. It was the crow, City of Angels. Right, okay. Yeah. Right, Bruce. If I said Terminator. Ah, right. I've been waiting for this entire time. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Is Correct. Right. Chris. Only one in If I said Triple X. Triple X two next level. I'll give you that. Yes, it is Triple H the next level. Or you could have had in the U- US the State of Union just for some reason. Really, I've never heard of that okay. one. But yes, it's Triple X next level. Bruce, Harry Potter. So you're saying you are saying Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone? Is that what you're saying yes. to me? So I would then say Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Correct. Yes. Chris. The Hunger Games. Hunger Games. I think it's uh, that. I think I know it's it, Mockingjay. It's not Mockingjay. Is it Hunger Games Catching Fire? It is Hunger Games Catching Fire. Right. Bruce. This is an absolute drubbing. The Boss Baby. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Boss Baby 2. Uh, n- new Hire. <laughs> it's not New Hire, Chris. Is it a new boss? No, it's family business. Uh, Chris. Rambo. 
fuck. Oh, this is a bell this one. <laughs> Rambo is a first for blood. Nope. Chris. No, yeah. I think. Now, the first one's not even called Rambo. I think it is just called First Blood, but it may have been retconned to be called Rambo First Blood. So I think the second one is called Rambo First Blood Part 2. Correct. Both yeah. Right in both accounts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Bruce. <laughs> First Blood Part 2 is an incredible title. Madagascar. Oh. Oh. No. Uh, oh. Um, it's like. It's oh, it's I'm gonna give it to Chris by it's it's the something of like is it the something of Kill King Julian? I don't know what the something is. Nope. Chris. Uh, no. Escape to Africa with the number two. <laughs> is it a King Julian one or my man? No, I, I think you should be a TV series. I think right. Yeah, okay, the King Julian TV series. That, yeah. Right, a couple more. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Chris. Indiana Jones. Oh fuck! I'm gonna get this. One. Um, it's not that one. Uh, a trick question. Oh my god! Uh, all I've got in my head is Cradle of Filth. For some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Cradle of Filth. It's not that. No. Cradle of Filth. Where it becomes like a Remember, metal Chris, could you get, Did you get the trick question right? Well, this is a trick because Indiana Jones isn't the first one. The first one's just called Raiders of the Lost Ark. It doesn't have right. the prefix of Indiana Jones. So technically, Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom would be the second one. Correct. That's what I was looking for. Right. Okay. Fantastic. Right. Bruce. Star Wars. <laughs> right. You said Star Wars. So The Empire Strikes Back. Correct. Yes. Right. Chris. See if you can get one. If I said Cloverfield. I don't know. Danger level? I don't fucking know. <laughs> he's, he's, he's lost it. He's lost it. Uh, and Bruce, Cloverfield, it would then be 10 Cloverfield Lane? It's 10 Cloverfield Lane. I'll give one more to Chris just to see if he can actually get one right. Ah, I've got one. I've got one or two. He has got one right. Yeah, I've, but you've been dropped. Yeah. Give, him a, give, him, give him a Chris one. The Hobbit. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's what that, yeah. Is it? Oh, I'm no, I've got the DVDs downstairs. Uh, it's not the, the Hobbit, the Cradle of Filth. <laughs> <He's gone. laughs> I love it when he says a, a downward spiral of a quiz. I do. It happens to the best of us. There <sighs> you go, Bruce. Finish it off for him. Uh, Desolation of Smog or The Desolation oh, of Smog? Yeah. It is The Desolation of Smog. The Desolation of Chris. I've had like a major brain fart tonight. You, you just you know what, through this entire thing, I'm sitting there going, Everybody, everybody, it was gone, it's gone, and it's gone. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know many films was happening. If I really wish Tomb Raider had come up, so he could have said Tomb Raider, the cradle of filth, and you could have been like, No, <laughs> that would have been like 21 jump pilots again, yeah, <laughs> 21 jump pilots, fantastic. 9 1, that was Fucking an all time, all time. Point six, redeem yourself, Chris. You can beat me at the oh, Ten Point Podcast Universe. I'm positive I don't have everybody. I'm going to rattle through a lot because there's a lot of my game. So Mark Dodson, who was a, does Gremlins, he was in Gremlins as a Mogwai slash Gremlins. Frank Welker, if you want to know about him, just watch Godzilla. 
Gremlins, uh, Roger Rabbit, Tremors, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Godzilla, Mortal Kombat, Tank Girl, DuckTales for Frank Welker. Nice. Hall of Fame contention yeah. Frank Welker. Uh, I've watched this twice and I still haven't seen him, but apparently he's in it. Bubba Smith, who plays himself, who was in Police Academy 4 as Hightower. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's in it somewhere, apparently. I googled it. Well, I've got two of them. I've got a couple too that are a bit like that. So. Uh, Hulk Hogan yep. uh, was in Suburban Commando with Shep Ramsey. Uh, Henry Gibson, who was the smoker, got fired. He was in the Barbs as Dr. Kopech, and I forgot about this one completely. <laughs> you never let him forget that, ever, ever, ever. <laughs> uh, Blues Brothers as the head Nazi. Head Nazi. That makes him, him Hall of Fame contention, and yeah. the fact that Chris always remembers him as Mr. Klopek, I think yeah. he might have an outside chance. <laughs> uh, again, I didn't see him, but Dean Norris, who was a SWAT leader. Uh, he is the one that shoots the gremlin and goes, it moved, sir. That's Dean Norris. Because uh, I was like, oh my God, it's uh, Hank. His voice sounded familiar. Yeah. But uh, Starship Troopers as a commanding officer and Total Recall as Tory. Hall of Fame, but unlikely, I would say. But Dean Norris in the discussion for the future. Uh, Raymond Cruz, who was a delivery guy, also more known as uh, Tuco Salamanca. Tuco Salamanca again. <laughs> uh, under Siege is Ramirez. Uh, Kenneth Toby, who was a projectionist, it comes running down. He was the gas station attendant in Gremlins. All right. Uh, Belinda Belaski, who was the mum in the theatre, she was also in Gremlins as Mrs. Harris, uh, who I thought was the one that died, but you said it was Mrs. Deagle. So Mrs. Deagle was the badger, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rick Ducommon, who was a security guard, was in last time. The one that gets bitten on the nose. That's the, he's yeah. the one that gets bitten on the nose. Everybody else will know him as uh, Sydney's dad in uh, Scary Movie. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he was in Last Action Hero as Ripper's agent. He was in The Burbs as well as Art oh, Weingartner. He was the, the neighbour, one of the main characters in The Burbs was Rick Ducommon. And he was in Die Hard as a city worker. I don't know, I don't know him as, as strongly. Uh, Jerry Goldsmith, who was a yogurt customer. Was in Gremlins as Man and Booth. Patrika Patrika? Patrika Dabo was also a yogurt customer who was in the Burbs as Archwife. Uh, Heather Haas, who was a yogurt jerk, was in the Burbs as Ricky's girlfriend. Probably related Kath- to the writer as well. Nice. Kathleen Freeman, who was the microwave Marge, was in Blues Brothers as Sister Stigmata. She's the penguin. Yep. Okay. Uh, doesn't know Blues Brothers, no. clearly. Uh, head nun. The head nun of Blues Brothers. Uh, uh, Key Luke was obviously Mr. Ring in both films. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackie Joseph, who was Mrs. Futterman in both films, was also in Police Academy 4 as Mrs. Kirkland. Do you know who that Dick is? M- who Mrs. Kirkland was? Yeah, That's Taco- one- Tackleberry's mother-in-law. That's who yeah. she is. In- mm-hmm. So she's Hall of Fame eligible. Two roles in the Gremlins movies and Tackleberry's mother-in-law. <laughs> Discount same role in different sequels. I really, yeah. Uh, Dick Miller, who is Mr. Furman in both films, was also in Burbs as a Garbage Man, Terminator as a pawn shop guy. Um, as previously mentioned, Robert Ricardo was in Total Recall as Johnny Cab. He was also in the Burbs as well as a Garbage Man. He was. That's him Hall of Fame eligible as well, by the way. Uh, Robert Prosky, who was Grandpa Fred, was in Last Action Hero was Nick. And Phoebe Cates and Zach Galligan played the same in both films. I missed Howie Mandel because he was he was more oh, he was the Mogwai okay. in both, obviously. 
Did you see did you see Archie Han at any point? Nope. He's like the blonde haired guy that helps out Robert Picardo. He was in the Burbs and Misery. I don't know if you missed you seeing well, him. But he's another guy who was in the Burbs if you missed him. And then you've missed two others, I think two others, Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. You missed yep. them. I looked at them. What film have they been in? Roger Rabbit or Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Ah, fuck, so they were. So if you count them <laughs> as if you count them as the stars, Bugs and Daffy were in that film. I don't know if it's the same voice actors or not. Presumably it is, but I don't know. But yes, yeah, millions, know. and this is why I'm 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 winning myself off the ten point podcast yeah. universe because everybody's getting repeats. Incestuous have you recast? Podcast. Yes, have you recast us into the film, Chris? Because I I don't yeah. really know what to do with this one. Uh, Andy is clam. Like I genuinely feel like this is the kind of empire that he's trying to build with all these mm. little. That would be nice, though. That's the difference. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be Um, out of that place and not bother running back in. Chris, I put you as uh, Leonard Maltland, the the movie review guy. Yeah, Yeah. I'll I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take it. I struggled with myself. I literally just put myself as uh, Mr. Futterman because he's a bit of a wild card. You're definitely behind Bruce. That, that's Chris, is it? That's Chris. See that's how I picture I'll him every that. single time when he's talking. <laughs> Especially with a couple of beers on him. That's yeah. Like. Uh, yeah, I was, yeah. was going <laughs> to give myself Mr. Futterman as well, so I'm happy with taking I'll take that. Uh, movies, this film, references, parodies, Everything. actually shows within it, a whole bunch. Rambo Force Blood, Dracula, Frankenstein, King Kong, Die Hard, It's a Wonderful Life, Batman, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Monty Python and Holy Grail, Phantom of the Opera, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, The Wolfman, Casablanca, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Alvin and the Chipmunks, which I hadn't noticed before, Star Trek, that's the noise the doors make, and in New York, New York does this film reference The Wizard of Oz. I was worried, but at the one hour 34 minute mark, a gremlin melts and with a witch's hat on and says, I'm melting. <laughs> <laughs> That seems to be the number one Wizard of Oz reference, yeah. is that. like I think it's come up mo- most often, is that. Could the film have come out in 1995? It could have done quite easily. Um, I said Gremlins 1 could have done because this one didn't make any money, but if they delayed this to 1995, futuristic building, probably after Die Hard with a Vengeance at that point, I think. I could be wrong on that. I'm not sure what year that came out. Uh, four, Earlier than five, I think. Yeah, uh, but I think yeah, I think it could have worked in '95. It might have made more money. People might have might have been yearning for Gremlins a bit more had it come out uh, a couple of years later. So I think it could have done. Dead Man Walking. Well, the Gremlins. Oh, I just remember another low point. Uh huh. This this was the film that ultimately made me get a Furby because <laughs> okay. Furbies kind of came out and it's like, why oh, every one of them Furbies? And then I just remember this film, like not the first one, this film's particularly going. Mm-hmm. Those are awesome. I want one. And then it was that end scene where it's like, oh, you should do this and do that. And then Furbies were everywhere, and then you couldn't get yeah. them. And then I did end up selling my Furby, making money on it. So it was all good. <laughs> but they were shit compared to real Mogwais. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, Dead Man Walking. Yeah, it was hard. Like, really, the only two people died. I don't know. If, I didn't ever think that the old Chinese guy was going to die until a, a second before he actually died. Like, I thought, <laughs> I thought, I thought Mr. Clamp until he turned into be a kind of good guy straight away. Yeah. He's building up to be a big bad. He's like, oh, he's getting Gremlins. So yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the Gremlins, they were always dead men walking, obviously. Who's in the wrong movie? Phoebe Cates is in the wrong movie. She didn't need to come back for this. Nope. It kind of works. It's like, it's nice to keep uh, Billy and, and Kate together, I guess, but she doesn't really do anything. Otherwise, the Futtermans are kind of running around. They don't really need to be there either. Like, he doesn't really come in. Billy could use the fired, fired the They come himself. to visit some random people. Their neighbours' kids, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. But he was in town for something, wasn't he? 
It was um, Murray. It was in town for a thing, like a reunion or something like that. And they must have been like, oh, you can stay with our kids, like the neighbours. Our kids, they live in New York, can stay over there. And immediately they got ushered out and they were like, oh, they were very happy to go. Was, oh, thank yeah. God. We don't have to stay in someone else's house. I'd rather be in a hotel, which uh, I think a lot of people can relate to. And which trope would we like to see die from this movie for me? The last holdout on a property development. That's a very <laughs> big movie trope that lean on up being the most uh, most poignant one, I would say. Uh, Chris, what's your trope that needs to die? Uh, it's been mentioned already, but people just succumbing to creepy advances. Like, forced or <laughs> yeah. just be like sitting there going, eh, I'm just going to have sex with a gentleman. <laughs> it's, he literally just had to put his foot through it, and he was fine. He could just leave. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. Uh, Andy, what's your trope that needs to die? Uh, it doesn't happen in too many films, but it's now starting to annoy me. SWAT team, they go, hut, 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 hut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're meant to be tactical yeah. and silent, but it seems like, obviously, Blues Brothers was funny. This is, I've seen one. this in probably five or six films now. This is like, did South Park that? is the one yeah. I always think of. They always do that. Uh, Point seven, that one thing. What is the one thing about Gremlins 2, the new batch, that is its one thing? Chris, what's your one thing? I'm saying that, yeah. I'm with Chris. Gizmo Rambo with Gizmo. Yeah, Rambo, Rambo Gizmo. Gizmo. I've just gone die hard with Gremlins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is, I think, is that's what I always remember this film is, is Die Hard with a bunch of gremlins. See, the best or the talking gremlin. Yeah, I guess it's the talking gremlin. one. Yeah, maybe or or the gremlins ending the film in the middle. I always remember that bit as well. But I think it's it's what the film is. I was like, oh, that's the mad one in the building. I was. Yeah. Point eight nominations for the pointy awards. Chris, you lead us off when we argue with you. I have got spaces that need to be filled here. I think, yeah. So give me some suggestions. I've got a few as well. Uh, I've done any acting ones. I have a supporting. I think we've not mentioned her. I think Haviland Morris as Marla, the smoking boss. He mentioned he didn't what like her at all, Andy. He mentioned I her like before. her, but yeah, uh, I think she's really good at what she has to do in this film. She she kind of plays the character well. well. To be fair, all women of, in this film are pointless. Well, exactly. Even the the gremlin one. Yeah, but I want to put her forward. I think she was really good at what she was supposed to do. And she didn't know that kind of character is kind of annoying. I kind of feel like she had a purpose. You knew what she was thinking at all times. And then she kind of turns kind of good and has a wee story at the end and she gets promoted. And I think it's all very happy. I'm putting down Gizmo. Well, I put Gizmo down as most underused because he's not in it that much. Good. I had Phoebe oh. Cates, but you're right. I think it's Gizmo. I think you're right. Oh, I... Phoebe Cates isn't in the film, whereas he's underused. It's it's a total, everybody's underused. Like, it's a total ensemble cast. It's all about sketches. Oh, let's hire Robert Prosky and he can be this. Let's hire Robert Ricardo. Let's get Christopher Lee in if we can. And he can be kind of creepy. And like, it's, it's all just gags and bits. So everybody's underused. But Gizmo is the star and he's barely in it. I agree. Sweet. Uh... Best death, I put the Shredder Gremlin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good, that. yeah. yeah. That's a good one. It's messy. <laughs> Uh, uh, best in animal uh, nah fuck it I was just going to think of their uh, bow but no best weapon uh, best weapon as the best weapon <laughs> uh, what's plan I put demolition the emporium without clearing it out like yeah I think so mine is uh, pick, picking up random street creatures and putting them in your building <laughs> there is that an extension of that is just when he when Billy leaves yeah. Gizmo alone like yeah. he admits it in the film it's like he knows how easy he, it, things can turn yeah, Gizmo, stay in that drawer that I know you won't do. I'm going to go tell Kate to come and get you. It's like, why don't you just take him with you? Yeah. They look after Gizmo, I need to go. Like, how hard it would be? Or just say to Marla, 
uh, just like, oh no, I, I can't. Sorry, uh, maybe Tuesday. <laughs> like, yeah, she, went, she nearly went full vapey, so yeah. Uh, best twist I put Clamp wasn't a dick, I suppose. Should yeah. easily have been a dick, especially because they kind of built up that he's never there. You always see him through a screen, no one's ever actually been in the room with him, and he's actually just an eccentric billionaire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, biggest jump scare I'd rather talk about the head, so dang near shit myself <laughs> uh, I put best special effects as like Gizmo slash the Gremlins because they were definitely yeah, improved practical and CGI amazing all of the puppetry and all that everything yeah. to do with puppets and is, is exceptional it's a, the worst it's, it's more a sound effect not a special effect but when Gizmo is in the drawer tinkering with the paperclip thing it does the sound of like a a car garage it goes as he's like making a paperclip chain, uh, it just annoyed me for some reason. That's his nitpick so of the week. Yep, the worst effect is that. Uh, best set I put clamp tower. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really. I always think you get an idea. It's not as obvious as some films, but again, it's one of my ticks a good box for a good film is. Getting a fair idea of the space that the film's existing in. So like you know there's a lab there, you know the lobby's down there, you know the offices are in here, you know Mr. Clamp's office is up there. It's like, I, I quite like his office was so high it was above the clouds. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got a secret tunnel that somehow comes out yeah. in the pavement. I don't know how that Amazing. works. Which which is my best exit, by the way, is him <laughs> taking that yeah. secret oh, exit. It comes one. comes up the pavement. Uh best camera up at Hulk Hogan. Yep. Yes, I think it is. Um Yes, it is. Uh, most unexpected, I put Tuchel turning up again. So Danny John Jules. Uh, small mention, one I didn't see, but apparently Isaiah Whitlock Jr. is a fireman. That's the shit guy. Oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> apparently he's a, he's a fireman somewhere, but I didn't see him. But yeah, uh, Tuchel Salamanca showing up is Danny John Jules. I'm afraid. Again, just after him showing up in Under Siege out of nowhere. So. Uh, but, uh... So close to Michael Pena award of Kate's Abe Lincoln story. Yeah, I know we got cut off, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, best voice work up to Tony Randall for the the smart gremlin. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, definitely him. I thought we'd done him before when I saw the name Tony Randall written down, but so we haven't. Uh, best animal up at Gizmo. Yep. I think we ruled out puppets in the past, but there isn't a better option because we gave it to the Barney the dog from the first one because he was an actual dog. But we'll, I'm happy to go with Gizmo. Or that, now. or that smart cow that's uh, speaking his mind. The cow that walks past and he's got his little thing on and he's like saying what he wants when he walks past the screen in the lab. I never noticed that. Do you not notice I, that? I, missed that. I, didn't, I didn't count any cows either. There was a cow. Like, for the I have seen a cow. But yeah, there's a cow. Did no one tell me there was a cow? There's a cow with a colander on its head and it walks past and it's like, it says something because it's just like, it's saying what it's thinking. Ah, right, oh, okay. So there's a cow. Well, let's keep a track. Hey, I was like, ah, something, yeah. Oh, no, 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 I don't remember that. <laughs> okay, that's the best animal now, then. I'm sorry, Gizmo. <laughs> smart, smart cow. Smart cow. Uh, worst accent, I put Marla's. Nah, I'm not having, it. I'm not having any, any abuse of Marla. She was fine. <laughs> it's an annoying that's accent, funny. but she's doing it well. <laughs> okay, eh, uh, blah, 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 blah. Most obvious name is uh, Mohawk. All the other ones right, have I... actual names, like you've just listed. Yeah, he's just uh, you got funny here, Mohawk. Uh, there's a few here. So, best name. It started off as there's an actor called Dick Buckus. 
He's a and former then, American football player. Yeah. He got trumped by Eric Sean. <laughs> there's a guy in this film called Eric Sean. That has to be a joke. There's no way. There's no way. I'm not having that. IMDb. So let's keep going. I'll, I'll find it for you. But, but that character-wise, <laughs> the, the monkeys were called uh, named after chipmunks. Alvin, yeah. Simon, and Theod. Uh, was it were... just Alvin? No. Now, Alvin uh, Eric Sean has an IMDb page. However, it's only Gremlins through the new batch he's in. So I think someone's. Oh, there's there's a lot of in that, by the way. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking nonsense here. That's just what he's known for. Yeah, he's another thought as well, Eric Sean. That's hilarious. <laughs> and um, I was going to create a new award, the Chewbacca Award, but it doesn't make sense. Award. Ah, uh-huh. it's, a, it's a South Park thing. Yes. It does not make sense. Is the Swopek getting fired for smoking outside, but Marla <laughs> just wanders around sh- about smoking away. Bloody uh, Klopek. Oh, I want the Klopek as I'm expecting. So, I'm bringing that um, next year, the Chewbacca the Award. The Chewbacca Award. Does not make sense. Um, exactly. Best Badass, Gizmo. Yep. Uh, Best exit I've done. Best Plan. Now, you can argue with me, but I have a reason behind it. Is there... Sunlight plan that they had, which they abandoned just because it rained. Yeah, like the stuff would the stuff would have been light outside, but it might not be direct sunlight, obviously. But what's so good about the plan is it's the gremlins being hoisted by their own petard, as in in the first film, they mess with the clocks so that Billy thinks it's not midnight yet. So in this film, they mess yeah. with the clocks so the gremlins think it's not dark yet. And I think that's ah, a genius plan uh, to come yeah. up with that. Yeah, and I think it that. still might have worked, I think. Yes. So I think the, the sunlight plan was a good plan because of that. I've got a best word at placement, Andy, so I will come back to you. Best song, Angel of Death by Slayer <laughs> for best be song. The soundtrack's really good. There's some real... Na, 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 na. Yeah, and I was concerned that the... <laughs> yeah, <that was> the... <laughs> it wasn't coming back, but it did. It came up in the dentist's gremlin. My boy yeah. Gaffey was doing dentistry, came back. But the whole soundtrack, there's other bits of music that are really good in it as well. And uh, done the best, best, biggest bell end is Forster. Not only because of the weird stuff with the gremlin at the end, but how he is with Billy beforehand is just yeah. utter bell end. It's like everything yeah. you, everything plans, you do is just, yeah, against the rules. You're horrible. What an idiot. Why are you doing it? So he's a bell end for that. Uh, most intelligent, because I don't assume this character, the most intelligent is the smart gremlin. Yep. Unsung hero. I think Murray Futterman is the unsung hero here. Yeah. I had him as unsung hero. What was unsung? I don't know. Yeah. Like he got, like the first kind of gargoyle gremlin, the bat one, that cut his head like open. Yeah. And he just runs around the city saving the day for the rest of the film. But so. I, do, I do have a counter the cleaning staff. <laughs> yeah, because that's I can't always be there. I, I think we're going to nominate them for every film, though. They've already been nominated. <laughs> it's going to take a lot of cleanup after this. It was the construction workers in the Godzilla film. <laughs> did you Did you have worse science, Chris? Uh, no, we didn't. I'm going to say that electric one, though. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll put that in with it, but I've just got everything in the lab. Like, we can, here's an, we'll inject this bit of cheese with electricity. And then that's how the other one gets like injected with electricity. Yeah. Drink this, it'll make you a bat. Drink this, it'll make you smart. Drink like it's just like obvious science. To... Something to make you vegetables. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and why does he keep burping now that he's vegetables? I don't understand. But it's um 
yeah, the, the weird science is just like just convenient oh. potions in the lab. Is the, is the stupidest is the character science. is scientist because in what world is that a laugh? Is this thing going? Brr, brr? Yeah. So annoying. Uh, best product placement, Andy. What is the best product placement? In the well, family? it started off with Coca Cola in Times Square. Then there was always Coca Cola. Burger King in the background. However, the one I think wins is Lego. Yes, me too. Absolutely. Because I was like, no, there's Burger King. Yeah, they, they just built a Lego Gremlin. And it had Lego. Lego. Lego probably wasn't <laughs> as big as it is now. Like it's one of them weird things. It's like disappeared, but now it's came back with a vengeance. So mm-hmm. Lego. Lego wins. Lego. Definitely Lego. Uh, point nine on the podcast is the moral of the story. I have three morals of the story that the film literally told us. So you can come to me last. Andy, what's your moral of the story of Gremlins 2? Uh, don't eat after midnight. Okay. Uh, Chris, what is your moral of the story? Um, if you want to find something weird, go downtown. Yeah, that was one of them. A man can all. This is this is our, our main man, Mr. Wing, and I very much disagree with what the hell he's talking about here. A man can always agree with others. It is more difficult to agree with oneself. That's just nonsense. Like that's just <laughs> words. Like there's no point. This, this is like message your there. Chinese proverbs again, or whatever you're doing. Exactly. I know yeah. your Japanese haikus, aren't it? They have haikus, yes. Uh, but the one I'm going for, moral of the story, the moral of Gizmo: to survive war, you gotta become war. <laughs> that was the moral of the story. Tenth point on the podcast is the ten point a rating where we rate the film out of ten. I've got me first, Andy second, Chris third. I'll go first. I don't have any little blurb written down here. I really, really love this film. It's one of my, it's not one of my favourite films. I wouldn't say, oh yes, Gremlins to the new batch, got to have it in my favourite films. But I always, 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 always enjoy myself watching it. And I could barely scratch low points. So because of the sketch show nature of it, I can't make it really, really high. So I'm going 8 out of 10. Always a good time had with the Gremlins new batch. Andy, what's your score? 8. 8 from Andy as well. Same reasons. Same reasons as above. Chris? I, I, I've always remembered Gremlins 2 more than the first one. But watching this time, I mean... Like, old. It's, it's, it's all disjointed and stuff. He's I, just, okay. I preferred the first one, so I can't. Oh. Uh, I'm giving it a six. As it's six, it's the same. I guess it's the same rating I gave the first one, but I prefer the first one to this one. No, no, that works. That works. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Twenty-two points in total. Seven out of ten for Gremlins Two: The New Batch. That's fair. I fair. I would say fair. Yes. I think I, I could have maybe convinced myself to give it a nine, really. If I've, if this, if you guys have convinced me talking here, I might go on to nine, because it's kind of perfect at what it is, but it's not a perfect film, necessarily. But seven out of ten for Gremlins 2, and I believe that's my last selection. Um, I have no theme. <laughs> I didn't have a theme. Gremlins 2, The Terminator, The Wizard of Oz, Wet Hot American Summer, and Friday the 13th. They were my five. There's <laughs> not really anything. Nothing. What's the newest film I picked? I think Wet Hot American Summer is the newest thing <laughs> this season. I went, I went kind of classic. Some gaps that we haven't seen yet. I have a theme for next year, though, so I'm looking forward more to next year. My next five are, are a winner. I'm looking forward to it. But yes, I think I've scored quite well. I think I've picked some popular ones. And then, horror aside, I guess, I've picked some popular mm-hmm. ones. So no theme for me. It's not all-in-one-day movies. However, this is near enough all-in-one-day. It is, I think about. almost. Mm. Yeah. There's the bit at the beginning, and then six weeks later, and it's all-in-one-day again. So, no, because that was... Billy gets arrested for a few hours. 
Oh, you're right. It does. So right. It's the next next day, isn't it? Yeah. So, aye, so it's not all one day. Next time, we've had like a two week build up, maybe even a three week build up to this. Andy, oh, uh, I shall say no more. Andy, yeah. you are next with your final pick. Right. So my uh, theme is people we've not done before. However, there is a couple of people that feature quite heavily in this film that we have done before. However, as long as there's one, as long as there's one, there's there's two. I'm pretty sure there's two definitely, and they feature quite heavily in the film as well. So we're fine. Good. However, time to get the Christmas ball rolling. Ah, because this is a film that I've always it's always on during Christmas, kind of New Year. It's always in the holiday season, and it's got a perfect holiday message as well. And I was always going to pick this film, but somebody teed me up this season. So. This is Chris is thinking. I am. It stars. Do I say who it stars? No, I'm just going to say the title. Terminator Two: Judgment Day. As soon as you said someone's teed me up, I'm like, he's going to do Terminator Two. Yeah, I'm always going to do it. And I was like, me to do that as my inception, the final inception one. I was just like, nope, I need to be like, I'm doing it no matter what. It's always on Christmas. I love it. It's it's a Christmas film, no matter what people say. This is this is my diehard Christmas film. So are you gonna argue during the podcast that it's a Christmas film or is it just because it's like the great escape, it's on at Christmas? I know it's got it's got a massive Christmas message all the way through it. Right, okay. Like I'll I'll talk about it. We'll get into that, yes. I now need to change. I had that's now Big Lebowski and Judgment Day off of future plans both gone for me recently, so I need to rethink. There has to be at least one Christmas tree in the, this film to class as a Christmas film. No, there's not one, there's not one Christmas tree. It's, it's got I, a I Christmas message. It's got a Christmas theme to it in this film. Look in the background of the future scenes. There might be a Christmas tree somewhere behind John Connor in the future. I don't know. Terminator so, 2, Judgment made it, Day. made it easier for when you pick Terminator. Absolutely. Fast forward. I was, like... was going to be the first one to do it. I was going to, like, I'm going to jump this because I don't like Terminator 1. I like Terminator oh, 2, so I'm jumping it. Save me a pick down the line, so it's coming off. It's a shame I didn't switch from the last two picks because we could have gone Terminator into Terminator 2. If I had <laughs> done, if I knew this wasn't Christmassy and did it last yeah. week and left Terminator till now, that'd have been funny. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. I don't have I got a Blu ray. I might not even have the Blu ray of this. I've got a DVD. I've got my DVD set, my four for five pounds. This or week after Terminator. That's <laughs> what he did, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I feel like I've already watched the first five minutes if you remember my arguments about the end of the first yep. film. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. I'll finally get this podcast wrapped up. Watch it over the next seven days and we'll see you next time on the 10 Point Podcast. 